is the Oddball Show, a podcast in collaboration with Milan Productions and Oddball Magazine. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, friends, Romans, and loyal listeners. This is indeed the Oddball Show. My name is Prof. I represent JP9 Productions, and I'll be one of your attendants on this flight, along with my co-host, editor of Oddball Magazine, Oddball Magazine, <laughs> and poet laureate of this podcast, Mr. Jason Wright. Say hello. Hey. Uh, hey, Prof. Uh, good, good to be back again. Uh, we have Punji on the program today. Uh, it's going to be great. Yeah, I, I I bet it is going to be great. I'm I feeling pretty good. A great show. I hope. So. Uh, <laughs> we are joined tonight by a man of many talents and various adventures. Back for a second straight week here on the Oddball Show. We had a good time last week talking about uh, uh, everything from ghost hunters to ghost busters, uh, all kinds of stuff about what it takes to work on a film crew here in Boston. Um, we had such a good time, in fact, that there were a bunch of other topics we didn't even get to. So tonight, we'll come back around to movies, we'll get a resident film buff's opinion on um, some of the movies coming out this year, uh, we'll talk about all kinds of stuff in the second half, but first we want to explore his worldwide exploits and part of his Wicked Awesome Traveler blog, which you can find on Instagram and Tumblr. It's my pleasure to introduce Mr. John Pungitori, or as he's known around here, Pungy. Say hello. What's up, what's up? And uh, first of all, I'd like to say that I don't feel like I have that many talents, do like adventures. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I mean, we talked a lot about your 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 movie um, production assistant talents, uh, and you're quite the world traveler. So we'll get into that. Um, also, set dressing now, too, baby. Set dressing. Set dressing. <laughs> yeah, we actually we talked a little bit about what you do, but um, we didn't dive into what a set dresser is. So I do want to. Uh, Get. I, I want to get that on record. I want to find out what a set dresser does. Oh, man. People are going to pick me apart about that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't, want to, I don't want us to miss, it out, miss out on it for a second straight week. So let's, uh, let's kick things off with talking about um, uh, your, your traveling and what you're oh, cool. going to build into a traveling show and what's now you know, uh, your blog going on on Tumblr and on Instagram, um, and which will, again... This week and every week, we'll put a pertinent link section up on our uh, our blog and up along with all the uh, place that you can get our podcast. So we'll put in all the information on how to get to Bungie's uh, uh, travel blog. But um, tell us a little bit about how you first got into you know where you got the bug to travel. I mean, cause it seems like you've been a lot of places. So where did that where did that interest first come from? Well, first off, I appreciate you linking all that because I even have a hard time finding it. <laughs> So I'm not very good with the social media. We're but, uh, <laughs> uh, the travel bug. Well, let's see. I I didn't get to uh, do a lot of traveling when I was younger. What we did was every year we pretty much, and I loved it, by the way, but every year we pretty much went to uh, Cape Cod, and then a couple times we went to uh, Florida. But as I told you last week, mm-hmm. I grew up wanting to be Indiana Jones. And Indiana yes. Jones was not finding the Ark down at Swiss Beach in the Cape. He was, <laughs> he was finding things all over the planet, and I wanted to go all over the planet and see everything and experience, experience cultures and uh, see everything that is awesome. And so now that I am sometimes able to do that, I do that whenever I possibly can, and it always gives me something to look forward to as well when I'm working, and it's just awesome. It really, I mean, it's it's a uh, it's something that that drive to find to to get cultures that are different from your own that are in, as far as distance and as far as uh, style. I think it's something that when I got a chance to travel a bunch in high school, a few a few select awesome places. And uh, I know that bug that you're talking about. That all of a sudden you you, you get somewhere you're like, oh, I, I got to do more of this. There are a whole this world is a lot bigger than it seemed like when I was sitting at home, you know. And uh, where was one of the first places that you went that you really felt like, oh, I got to I got to do a little more of this? Well, the the first the first place overseas that I went to was England because uh, one of my good buddies uh, moved over to London. Uh, this Australian kid, Davin. And so the first stop I ever made was in London, over in the Wandsworth area. And uh, he took me up to Scotland, and I actually took the train to Paris for uh, a couple days. And from there, I mean, that little trip right there, that caught, I, I caught fire with it, you know, yeah. after that. And 
man, it's uh, I just want to go everywhere all the time now. <laughs> where where's somewhere that you where have you how many continents have you been on? That's what I was going to ask this way. How many continents have you been on? That's a good question. Continents? Uh, well, I've been to I think I think forty two countries and Ooh, now. Yeah, I've just I gone to. I was going to go continents, and then like, have you have you kill it with? I've been to like a hundred, <laughs> you know. Uh. <laughs> well, I've only been to uh, I've only been to Europe, and I just went to uh, Africa for the first time uh, not too long ago. Went to Morocco. Awesome. And uh, I'm actually hopefully planning on in the next year. I'm going to with my friend from England down to uh, Zimbabwe, a different friend from England. <gasps> I've been to Zimbabwe. Gonna go to Zimbabwe. Zim in South Africa. I've been to Zimbabwe. Yeah, it was one of the great places I got to go in high school. I we won't. No kidding. It would, take, it would take a long time to explain how I ended up in Zimbabwe, but uh, me. And Did you go to Victoria Falls? Oh yeah, we, I went. I went white rider rafting on the Zambezi. Uh, oh, and I, we, no we hippopotamus is eight year or anything. Nope, nope. But it was. I was like <laughs> one of my. I think that was the second time I had been whitewater rafting. I went somewhere in Maine. I think the first time, and that was the second time I went in the Zambezi. It's like a, that's like a Category Five. It's just like. Awesome, throwing you around everywhere, kind of, kind of rapids. It was great, man. It was a lot of fun. We went on, uh, we went to Hawange, the the wildlife national park, which is just you know fantastic to drive. You know, a safari park. Uh, we did, we did all kinds of stuff. But uh, you should definitely go to Zimbabwe. Of any, you know, it's a great place in Southern Africa to see. South Africa is great because you know it's. I don't not like I'm more world traveler, but I know yeah. a little bit about South Africa. You know, it's great to see, but it's more more traveling. Zimbabwe has so much weird and conflicted history and it's like I don't know I feel like it has so much so symptomatic of southern Africa so I don't know uh, well, I cannot wait I, I hope that it pans out <laughs> um, I went awesome. to Quebec in, uh, in high school yeah nice. then, uh, this happened so I went to Quebec in high school and uh, I had uh, we, we were getting onto the highway and I realized I forgot my, pop, my, my passport so we had to drive all the way home <laughs> and uh yeah, from here, from Boston? No, no, Dude. from Boston. Well, it was uh, we were getting on ninety five in uh, Mansfield, and okay. yeah, <laughs> around, I had to go looking for my uh, my passport. No, my birth certificate. I didn't think you were going to need it. But like, so wait, you were at the border, and you had to drive back to Mansfield? No, I wasn't at the border. I was at the border of Exit Seven on ninety five. Stop for crying out loud! That one exit. You got me all. I was about to laugh my ass off, and you just you totally took us ten minutes out of our way. <laughs> no, I didn't drive four hours to go back to. But it was a nice, well, lovely city, lovely city, and uh, you know they, they weren't too fond of me on that bus. Uh, but that's that's the story of my life. Anyway. Oh, it was a bus. Okay, I get you, I get you, I get you. It was a high school bus. And, uh, <laughs> it was for the French club because I was that cool. Man. Bungie, uh, what about like Central Africa or, um, or sorry, not Central Africa. I meant Central America or South America, somewhere in, you know. I have, uh, I just Amazon. went recently. Sorry about that. Yeah. I just went recently um, to Central America. I went to uh, Costa Rica, Panama, and Nicaragua. Awesome. Nice. Um, Nine-day trip, and uh, I got to tell you, it was probably it was. I did more stuff on that trip. I did, I did everything I did on that trip was the first time in my life that I did that. I went surfing for the first time. I went zip lining for the first time. I went canyoning for the first time. I rappelled down the side of a cliff through a waterfall. Then I rope swung up the waterfall. It was freaking ridiculous. And then I went peacock bass fishing in the, in Panama, right off the Panama. Canal, oh my god, man! Hey, that uh, trip was awesome. What did did you say you went? Can can what? Can what did you do? Can you said you can did something when you were there? You just you just said it, and then you went over. After, then you said you went bass fishing, uh, peacock bass fishing, which I think we should talk about. What is that? What's peacock bass fishing? Uh, what well, peacock bass are just uh really colorful like green and black bass that you don't really catch up here. Um, you catch them down there, and you, I think you can actually get them in southern Florida as well. And sometimes they grow huge, and they're really aggressive. How they and uh, fun to catch. Sorry. Taste. Have you ever had one? Uh, I don't know. I I, I don't eat them. <laughs> oh. I I take photos and throw them back. Well, that's nice. I'd probably eat one just to see what it tastes like because I've never had bass. Peacock bass. Anyway, 
I bet it tastes colorful. I bet it's, it's like <laughs> probably, a rainbow. Probably a range of colors. <laughs> it's like a flying rainbow. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've had largemouth bass before, and it's not uh, it's not my thing. Some people might love it, but... <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not the tastiest of fish. Huh? Bass is not the tastiest of fish, you know? No, no, it's... Uh, yeah. I don't know. I lived on a pond. I never... No, I mean, first of all, I didn't catch... I caught a lot of sunfish. Which, uh, that sucks. Did you eat them? No, I, you don't eat sunfish. No, you don't. Sunfish. You don't. I was wondering if you did. You're not. One, one does not eat sunfish. I was wondering if you did. You don't eat sunfish from a pond, or, or bass from a pond. Basically, you don't eat any. Ah, uh, you can't. Huh? You, yeah, you definitely don't. can. Well, I guess you could, but not from my pond. No. <laughs> it was man-made. So, no, so I let me. So, Punchy, how did you end up in – well, actually, this is kind of a big a roundabout way to asking. How do you end up on all these trips? Is this just like kind of a personal – when you get a chance to go, you just go places? Or there's a – how do you end up going to so many different – where's the traveling come from? Is it just personal? All right. I Yeah, I'm kind of stupid with my traveling, but I can actually tie a couple things together um, with this question because, uh, for instance, the Central America trip – yeah. Uh, it was just a it was a nine day trip uh, with my buddy Andy, who is also uh, the guy that I kind of try to create shows with and stuff. Uh, so we kind of went on that trip um, with the intention of getting some material for the show we're trying to create called Wicked Awesome Traveler. Um, so we did a little bit of uh, GoProing down there and lots of photos and you know Instagram. Um, and then, you know, in general, we also had a lot of fun, but, you know, just on our own for vacation, but, uh, I don't know, man, I'm kind of crazy with my trips, so, like, when I, when I get a trip together, I get something in my head, uh, I want to go to this place, I'm going to go to that place, man, like, I went to Bosnia because I wanted to go to Bosnia because it was close to Croatia, and I was going to Croatia because I was going to Dubrovnik, which is King's Landing from Game of Thrones. So it's kind of like... There's <laughs> 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 like six degrees of uh, whatever the hell I want to do. Uh, uh, <laughs> I love that spirit, man. Uh, that's, really, that's really something. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I seriously, like, I'll be working on a job. I'll be like, I kind of want to go on a trip, you know, maybe after this job or at some point. Where am I going to go? And I'll bust out the map. I'll be like, all right, here's my base is England. I always will go to England. And then from there, where do I want to go? Where have I not gone? Um, what's close to the other places I'm going to go to? Can I go there? Do they need visas? And I start off like that, and I pick out a bunch of places I want to go. And then from there, I kind of just book everything. I do it online all by myself. It usually will take me like you know, a solid week to get everything together and booked. And uh, I don't know. I kind of It's something I like to do. I kind of produce my own trips. <laughs> That's awesome. And so, okay, so here's the two-part question. Uh, have you uh, – do you have any interest in an extreme place like Alaska? Does that interest you or like uh, even extreme hot, does the desert or anything like that? Does well, extreme places interest you at all? Well, I can tell you, like I said, at Bosnia and uh, – yeah, I suppose that's true, yeah. Bosnia, <laughs> I, went to, I, went to, <laughs> I went to Mostar, Bosnia, which is supposed to be one of the like hottest places in all of Europe. Um, I went to Ukraine, and, uh, I mean, I kind of go, I, I, I will go anywhere. I don't really care. If there's something I want to see there or something I want to do there or I have a friend that lives near there, I go. I mean, I'm not just going to the beach. I'm not just going to, like, you know, sit out and enjoy the, you know, yeah. all the fresh air. I, I, I. I don't care if it's like 20 below and snowing four feet. Like, if there's something I want to do, I'm going to go do it. I went to um, Mont Blanc in uh, France uh, yeah. last year, uh, which was awesome. Like, the top, I went up to the, as far as I could go up, and it was uh, extremely cold and snowy. <laughs> and then I went down to the bottom, and it was like 75 degrees. <laughs> it was pretty awesome, you know? Like, uh, do I don't know, completely like random stuff, you know? So uh, I, I totally, oh, I totally cut you off. My bad. Hey, Prof. Uh, sorry about that. So, Panji, when you uh, go there, do you uh, check out, uh, you know, the cuisine, the, the culture, the music? What What is it that draws? Is Is it the, 
you know, is it is it seeing it, the scenery, or is it really just immersing yourself in the culture? Well, I usually go, like, for instance, when I went to Romania, I really wanted to go to Dracula's castle. Uh, <laughs> because, <laughs> because who the hell doesn't want to say they went through the Carpathian Mountains and hung out and was in the forest and saw Dracula's castle and from there I also went and saw a bunch of other places that were amazing uh, palace, uh, palace in, or castle in Romania and uh, Rosnov Fortress were all really close to there so I saw like these amazing places uh, but I really also enjoy uh, going there and meeting people and seeing how they live and I don't mind being surrounded by like a language I don't completely understand because I always seem to find my way around pretty good. It's kind of fun. It's kind of a challenge. Like, and I like that challenge. You know what I mean? And I tend to go almost everywhere. By m I travel mainly by myself. Um, it's just kind of easier for me. I can do the things I want to do. Well, uh, sounds like an awesome, awesome uh, show. Uh, you know, wicked awesome traveler. I mean, that sounds like it's gonna be. Pretty awesome. I mean, if you've gone to these places and you can immerse yourself into culture and you know their music, and you go to Transylvania—not Transylvania, it's Transylvania. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes, tra yeah, Transylvania, yes, Transylvania six five hundred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, six five hundred, like six five thousand, whatever the hell. One. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, like I was telling Prof earlier, I really this is uh, you know I do all this for me. It's like it's what drives me. I love to do it. Um, the show itself, um, like I was saying, I, I work trying to, um, we always do like side projects when we're not working or even when we're working, we're just always trying to come up with things and, and uh, this show is one of them. I'm, you know, sometimes it pans out, sometimes it doesn't, uh, you know, maybe it'll turn into a different travel show. We just, we're trying to get something up and running. This is just an idea we have now. Uh, we're trying to sort all the details out, um, it's what, is, just, what is sorry, the vision? For, what is the vision for Bungie? What are you? What are you? Uh, what are you trying to do with it? What? What, does, well, what is still, working off the traveler? Uh, it's it's we're still sorting it out. It's just a Boston guy that goes all over the world on his own. Uh, we're going to use the social media uh, as part of it. Where I'm going to go somewhere and someone's going to you know send me a message or tweet at me. You know, if you're here, you got to go check this place out. If you're there, you got to go check that place out. These restaurants are amazing. Uh, you got to try out this food, and then I'm going to, like, kind of, you know, relay how I went there. And, and it's kind of like the general idea. We haven't got everything sorted yet. We're kind of just collecting, uh, you know, we're, we're getting some footage. We're kind of trying to just build up the social media and sort all exactly what we want to do out with this idea. Uh, as we go, and then see where it ends up. It could end up being, you know, something a little bit different if we end up really doing it. Um, you know, maybe it won't pan out, but either way, uh, we do it on our own time, on our own dime, and we have a blast doing it, and that's all that matters to me. Well, well with that idea, are you guys going to try to, you know, pitch it as a, a pilot to a cable network, or are you going to try to go... That is the general... Independent. No, the general. We try generally to try to pitch it. Um, awesome. We had another show um, that we also started called Big Fishing, uh, which is we haven't given up on that. It's still in the back burner, um, but we uh, we pitched that around, and uh, World Fishing Network actually said they do it. We just got to kind of find our own sponsor. So we're looking. We were looking for sponsors for the show. It's really hard when you're an unknown person and yeah. you pitch to what's a pretty big network. It's like a national network, World Fish Network. And, um, so, you know, for stuff like that, you got to come up with big sponsors. And it's just, it's just t it's hard work. It's a lot of work, man. Uh, I mean, I don't know all the ins and outs of it. It's I'm, I kind of learn as I go as well. Like I said, you learn everything while you're doing it in this business. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We just have fun doing all this stuff. If something pans out, it pans out. If not, I had a blast doing it. I'm trying to, you know, see as much as I can, do as much as I can, and have fun. And that's uh, my main goal in life is to have fun. So, I like that motto, my friend. I mean, except at worst, you've now been to 42 countries in your pursuit of, of whatever your your you know your personal. In 48 states, baby. In 48 states, damn. You know what? Yeah. Which two are you missing? I'm uh, sorry, 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 sorry. 
47 states, uh, North Dakota, Alaska, and Hawaii, which Alaska and Hawaii are going to get their own trips eventually. But North Dakota is a tricky one because it's not really off any of the main highways. And when I drive all around the country, you know, I might get close to it, but not. it's like, do I really want to take that <laughs> three-hour detour just to drive into North Dakota and check it out and then go back on my way? I don't know if I want to do a six-hour round trip, but I'll fly there one day just to say that. I, lo I love that that's the one on in the Continental that, like, that you did not make because it totally makes sense. No offense to any of our listeners that might be listening in North Dakota. I don't know if you have the internet, but uh, I, it seems like the one, like, what what is in North Dakota other than Fargo? Well, like, what's going Fargo's on my, up there? <laughs> Fargo's one of my favorite TV shows. Just a shout-out to North Dakota. <laughs> I haven't seen the show yet. Is it, is it really that good? It's an awesome show, dude, and awesome. you need to check it out. Season one and season two are different. They're not. It's kind of like that other show, American Horror Story, where each season is different. Fargo is the same way. Right on. That's that's pretty cool. And I love Slightly that dude, related, that British but... dude. That British dude that uh, isn't it? Uh, what is his name? A British but, dude. That's in a, I it's don't a, know. It's in Fargo. He plays like the one of the main characters, the straight dude. Uh, shoot, he is in. Oh man. No, you can pull not. up the IMDb. Uh, good right now. We're going to have a game of bomb about this. Right. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Hey, we haven't, we, haven't even, we haven't talked about that yet. Come on. Sorry, I'm What you're doing, you know, you're, you're, you're putting in work for what you want to do, and you, you definitely should be commended. You'll go to North Dakota, and then uh, send us a postcard. <laughs> uh, I'm not looking to be commended. I'm just trying to enjoy myself, bro. I, everybody no. should. I'm I'm commending you. So you're commending. Oh. Good job. I'm done. <laughs> you have the oddball seal of approval from this guy. So. Oh, I know who you're talking about. You're talking about the dude from Audit, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman, thank you. God, yeah, that was killing me. That was going to okay. be in the back of my brain for the next. Yeah, he's minutes. also in Sherlock. Sherlock, that's oh yeah, he's played and and he's played um, Bilbo Baggins. He's played some of the craziest English characters. He played, uh, he played Watson. He played Bilbo Baggins, and he played um, uh, what's his name in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, oh, I'll tell you uh, right Arthur. now. Oh, oh, there you go. IMDb, and this isn't right. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not right now. That, that that's off the top of the brain. That was the stuff that I was trying to dig out a couple minutes ago. Nice. I knew that guy's name. He's also in Captain America: Civil War, which is coming yeah. up very soon. And we don't know what he's going to be yet. Well, that's like the burning like nerve. No, we do not. That's amazing. Oh man, it's going to be so good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so good. I'm such a Marvel uh, comic movie nerd. It's it's like the, the ones I really get excited to go see. In fact, any of the really the comic movies in the new era are really pretty good. Yeah, I mean, uh, except for like Greenland. I was never like when I grew up. I I mean, I had bought some comics, but I was never really a comic kid. But I'm a like I said I'm a big movie, you know movie guy and I'm kind of a nerd and uh, I totally go and I love all these movies. I go see everything, um, and I'm just really I'm really just getting into it over the last few years. Yeah, yeah. There's a I mean there's a there's a Marvel movie every other week, so you know. Seems like it. Two a, two a year, two a year. One group movie in the beginning of the year and one solo movie at the end of the year to break out new characters. Is that is that Stanley's uh, idea there? No, no, no. He has nothing to do with it anymore. He just comes in, does his like five second cameo, and says, "Pay me, bitches. All my glorious characters." Is that what goes on now? Stanley just signs off on. I mean, he 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 has a final approval and that kind of thing. And they treat his, you know, they treat it well enough that he wouldn't it wouldn't ever be a conflict between him and and uh, and Marvel movie studios. Uh, but yeah, he doesn't really. These aren't his ideas. This is all. Kevin Feige or Feige, however you say his name. Yeah, uh, like but they do a great job. A lot. I really like Lee Stanley. That guy is uh, just all the stuff he's done. You know, first time I saw him was in Mallrats. Mallrats. That's what I was just gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, you gave good advice then. I bet you'll give good advice now. You know, talk about you yeah. know make, make a bunch of movies and uh, make a lot of money and uh, bow out. They actually had some random TV show on uh, where people worked for Stanley's company and got to meet him. Like I, I forget what it was called, but it was on like a, two years ago. Was it on Sci-Fi? Kind of 
was on sci-fi. Yeah, it was re- it was reality TV. Uh, no, it wasn't on sci-fi. I don't know what channel it was on. It was just completely random and and I you right. know it wasn't that great, but. <laughs> <laughs> I like The Apprentice, but cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, The Apprentice. Hey, so listen to this. Uh, Jason, you want to do a, a quick uh, advertising spot, and we'll come back, and we'll maybe, we'll, we can go two different directions. I was thinking of movies. We could talk about maybe what our friend Pungy here is planning on, or where he's headed next, if he has any uh, idea on what his next projects are coming up movie-wise, and, and or we can just keep on talking. Um, I'm always hop- happy to talk comic book movies. So let's yeah, comic books are good. Um, so let's do, let's do a quick little advertisement real quick to uh, um, help our non-sponsors, our, our fake sponsors, but good friends, and uh, we'll come right back. Okay, great. Well, uh, you know, today we're, you know, at the Out of the Blue 2 Art Gallery, uh, you know, 541 Mass Ave in Cambridge, Mass, is the dopest place to see music, art, and... You can get cool T-shirts there, and uh, you can get a lot of art and stuff. But they have this really great uh, uh, calendar of events on their uh, on their uh, their website, and they have this incredible show that's about thirty bands on April first and second. It's called the uh, the Fools Gallery or something like that. I probably should know that. But thirty bands are playing. Uh, I want to give a shout out to, to TJ Edson and Tom Tipton and all those people who are going, uh, you know, putting together the Out of the Blue. It's a really great place. So if you are in the Cambridge area, uh, Central Square, check out Out of the Blue Art Gallery. It's the best. Not to mention that's where Mr. Chad. I always say I always say Parento. Parento. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Chad Parento does uh, Stone Soup Open Mic every Monday night. The dopest open mic in the world. Yeah, dopest open mic in the world, Stone Soup. That's a fact. That's a scientific fact. I read I, that. Somewhere. I believe it has been proven that it is the dopest place on the on the world in the world, uh, besides uh, you know Jack, Dracula's Castle, to uh, do an open mic. So, <laughs> did I tie that in like that? Yeah, I did. That was a nice callback. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That was nice. I really do think it would be a cool angle for Wicked uh, Awesome Traveler to go to a place like that. Like, I just really wanted... I went to Romania because I really wanted to see Dracula's Castle. I, I went to this place. I want to see this awesome thing. I think it's a like, cool little, like... Uh, I don't know. I think it's cool. To uh, the like Out of the Gallery. Because I really wanted to. Because it's the dopest open mic in the world. It's the uh, dopest. Dopest <laughs> open mic in the world. Yeah. Other than Rex so that's our sponsor, Out of the Blue Gallery. Check it out at 541 Mass Ave. And uh, tell them tell uh, Oddball Show sent you and say hi to TJ and Tom for us. And Monday nights you can check out Chad Parenzo and Stone Soup. So, yeah, check them out. It's a dope, dope, dope place. If you mention uh, at Stone Soup that uh, the Oddball Show sent you, you get free admission. I believe that's true, yeah. If you ask – and uh, TJ will uh, – He'll, he'll give you a personal handshake. Oh, a, a very nice, firm handshake, I heard. He has, nice, he has a good, nice, good handshake. He has a nice, firm handshake. Check <laughs> <laughs> out the Blue Art Gallery. It is the best. All right, so uh, here in the, we were talking a little bit of comic book movies. Before we just you – just, you guys just let me nerd out. Before we go that whole that whole tangent, Pungy, are you, uh, do you have upcoming movie work that's some kind of like cool movie that's shooting in Boston that you want to tell us about? Uh, there's a couple films coming. Oh, there's a couple films in town uh, that are going to be about the Boston Marathon bombing, which is a sad subject, but um, and I guess kind of controversial. But uh, those are in town, and there's also another project coming to town. Uh, nothing I can really talk about yet, but uh, yeah, there's some stuff coming, and I'm happy for that. <laughs> well, good. I'm happy for you, my friend. Oh, I mean, he's, not, he's not saying anything, Prof. You can't get it out of him. <laughs> I've heard actually is uh, Mark Wahlberg's doing. Did you say two movies, Boston Marathon movies? Not two. He's no. Uh, okay. Wahlberg's doing one, and then I think uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is doing the other one. Oh wow! Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, huh? Yeah. That's cool. Yep. He from Boston? I don't think he is. I think he is. I mean, I've lost an accent, though, I'm sure. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> people who go to 
you know, actors who have Boston accents who don't really have Boston accents, but they have them in the films. But hey, it was good to die, Darko. Here's what I always wonder about the Boston accents in movies: Are we so are we sensitive to it? Sensitive to it because it's our accent. Are all accents like that in movies? Like if you're in Ireland, listening to some people do Irish accents in a movie, you're like, Jesus, this is terrible. I wasn't going to pick an Irish accent there, but you know, Jesus, this is terrible. You know, or is it just yeah. that the Boston one is really hard to fake? Yeah, yeah. even for even for Ben Affleck, it's hard to fake. You know, it, it really is, dude. I, you know what? I, I worked on that. I, I worked on that movie, The Town, yep. and uh, I honestly thought Jeremy Renner had a better Boston accent and feel to him than Ben Affleck did in that movie. I, I gotta agree with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Renner, Renner was awesome in that movie, man. It was. Yeah. I was like, wow. I'm like, Ben is from here, and Jeremy sounds. Yeah. Funny, let's, let's put you on the spot for a second. Uh, who has the worst Boston accent in any movie you've ever seen? Oh, jeez, I couldn't. I couldn't. Even, that was so many. But there's so many. Yeah, uh, you know, bad accents out there. But what is a bad accent anyway? I, I mean, even though my accent is real, I also feel it's terrible. <laughs> you know I, mean? I don't know. <laughs> Who am I to judge? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so okay, so people say terrible. I don't think it's true, but in Good Will Hunting. And Good Will Hunting had the worst accent. I think it was the best movie. So. What's happening? <laughs> I have no idea. Hello. Hello. Hey, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Rob is calling in again. I, yeah, I'm not even sure how. It's it's like I'm having an out-of-body experience here in Google Hangouts. I don't understand how it could possibly be calling in twice. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty good seeing two lines, though. You know, it's, oh, wow, I see you again. Yeah, it's technology, and it's fine. It's it's I, as long as as long as I'm not feeding through, you know, on the audio level twice. And no, you're and, okay, but is that your is that is that scholar on the other line? Maybe. I don't quite understand what is happening, but um, you know. Hey, folks, we got a call on the Oddball Show. Hello, how are you today? <laughs> Good, it's me. <laughs> oh, Davey Lyon just left the chat. All right, well, <laughs> I, I'm still here, so not not to worry. All right, all right. Hey, anyway, let's get. <laughs> This is the fine world in podcasting, folks. It's a lot of fun. We have a good time here on the Oddball Show. I mean, I think, I think, you know, I think that you know, Ron Williams had a good accent in Good Will Hunting. Rest in peace. But a lot of people say that he didn't. I thought, like the the you know the scene when he is at uh, you know Boston Common and he's delivering his speech. That's like the best. And it, he's got a good Boston accent, I think. Well, Ivan's here now. What's up, Ivan? Uh, you know. Hey, what's up? Well, welcome to the uh, Audible Show. My uh, my co-owner and partner in crime for uh, JP9 Productions, and uh, long-time Oddball, Mr. Ivan De Jesus. What's up, buddy? Well, we're gonna we're gonna give Ivan a second here. Looks like <laughs> you guys are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the interwebs are attacking us all. People can they just are. At any time, it's great. <laughs> All right, but here's 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 one uh, one question I do want to ask is I I really do like the movie The Town despite uh, some people's like Blake Lively's inconsistent accent. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's a great movie. I think it's a lot of fun, and I think it does. You know, I think that's one of the things that Ben Affleck really does do well as producer and director is he finds good projects and really executes a vision pretty well. It must have been a great time working on that movie. What can you tell us about that? Um. Well, I'm usually pretty busy, so uh, I was just running around working and. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I had a lot of friends I was working with at that movie, so I had a good time. Uh, and ben actually, you know, he, he directed that that film, so that was uh, that was pretty cool. That was a different experience. I thought he was a pretty down-to-earth uh, dude for the most part. Uh, serious about what he was doing, but pretty friendly to everyone in general. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I pretty, you know, had a good time as far as work goes. Must have been a lot of fun just running around the North End doing, you know, Watching that be the center, not just the uh, the place that you're shooting, but the actual backdrop, the actual part of the the movie, you know. Yeah, well, we were in. Uh, I mean, we did some cool scenes, you know, the uh, the uh, robbery scene with the masks and everything. But also, uh, we were in Charlestown a lot, which was uh, which was pretty Charles. cool. Yeah. Uh, we actually had a house in Charlestown where we used all three all three floors of the house, and we made. Uh, three different sets. Like one was Ben's apartment, and then 
you know, one with Jeremy's apartment. It was pretty cool. Um, all right, so here's well before we jump on the um, uh, movies and and before we come back to intro, my uh, my good buddy here. What exactly does a set dresser do? A set dresser. So my job basically is to uh, well say say you had uh, an empty stage and you needed a bar. You needed to turn that stage into a bar. So the carpenters will come in. They'll build the actual room. And then the set dressers will come in, and they will make that room look like a bar. They will bring in, you know, all the small stuff, the glasses, uh, the tables, the chairs, any artwork, you know, anything being hung on the walls. Um, and also the scenic department will come in and do any, you know, painting or uh, other, you know, stuff related to that in the place as well. Uh, and we also do stuff like, um, you know, we put in like uh, – you know, we put in like a lot of fake electrical outlets and and uh, you know flooring, whatever needs to be done really to make the set look like the set. We do it, and you know we'll go out and we'll we'll rent or buy you know stuff from all local vendors all over the state, and uh, you know we'll we'll use it, and then we'll like I, I think I told you this last week. We'll you know we'll rent it and bring it back, or we'll buy the stuff and either sell it off or ship it out to wherever they need it after. Um, but so we decorate it, then they'll come in, they'll shoot. When they're done shooting that stage, we'll take the whole thing apart while they're off doing something else. That seems like a lot of fun, man. That really seems like a, a fun job. You take, turn, fun. turn, turn um, a background into a, a set, you know, turn, you know, fill it out and give it life, you know, that seems pretty cool. Yeah, and then sometimes we're on location and we have to use, you know, maybe somebody's home. So that, you know, that's a whole different thing in itself. We will make that place look the way we need it to. But we'll uh, sometimes we'll integrate like the homeowner stuff if they're all right with it. We'll just move stuff around. We might actually clear out their whole apartment. We might actually move them out of their place, redo the whole place, paint it and everything, then move them back in and put it the way that it was originally. <laughs> uh, it's crazy, and let me tell you, it's like it's, you said, it is. It's fun, but it's also uh, a lot of work, and uh, you know it can be. Str- you know, pretty stressful at times, especially on the uh, with the time constraints, which are usually <laughs> that's usually what causes all the stress. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, man, I mean, uh, it's definitely an art form, and um, you know, you know, every every different in filmmaking is, and uh, we all kind of flow really well together, and usually everything comes out pretty cool. That's pretty awesome, and and as you said last time, there's a lot of guys that you uh, end up working. Pretty, you know, uh, regularly with so you got to be, you know, to be pretty familiar with each other. So that that's gonna be helpful and uh, you know make for a good atmosphere to work in. Yeah, I mean, when you work in the same area for a bunch of years, you're gonna always be running into the same people, and you end up getting on certain crews and working with the same people all the time, and getting used to, you know, their way of doing things, and you know, you get used to each other, and it's pre- it's pretty cool. It's uh, you meet, you make a lot of friends. Um, meet a lot of people, and uh, I, I mean, I love it. Right on. All right, so let me let me transition here. Let me let me uh, do one thing real quick. Let me say hello to my good friend and uh, co-owner and collaborator and uh, artistic uh, partner, uh, Mr. Scala, aka Ivan De Jesus. Uh, welcome to the show, there, brother. How are you? Yo, what's going on? What's cracking? Happy Tuesday night. Good to see you. Yeah, man. <laughs> What's uh-huh. going on, Evan? Not much, man. How's it going? Is it, is it John Pungitori? Is that how do you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, you, you just said my name perfectly on your first try, man. Well, I'm Hispanic. Nice. So, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I'm used to. No, no, no I'm, I'm serious. I, I don't know what it is. I like. I feel like if you speak a different language, you have an easier time pronouncing names outside of your own language or outside of English, if English is like your first or second language, like I've noticed that a lot. Actually, I talk to a lot of my Hispanic friends about that, how like uh, others uh, botch names that we just look at them once or twice and it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's pungatory. What else could it possibly be? <laughs> well, a lot of people think it's pungatory, so thank you very much. Yeah, hey, <laughs> it sounds like your superhero name. Yeah. Pungator. Yeah. Yeah. My hip my hip hop name is actually Pun G Pun Dash Capital G. I like that. Pun G. Yeah. Pun guitar. Like that. My hip hop <laughs> name is Scholar. 
That's good. You should, you should use that. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I do. <laughs> yeah, no, guys, uh, coming on a little late. Uh, busy night as usual. But uh, yeah, I was I was trying to I was trying to ping you guys via the text option there to to, to ping me to log on, but uh, I guess it wasn't going through or it's not. Uh, clearly visible, so I just logged on as ourselves to reinvite myself, and then ah, once I got on that first time, this um, there were, were two feeds going. I couldn't figure out which one. I blame Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was so it was quite interesting, because I heard you trying to talk to me, Chris, but I also heard the minute of banter before that over it, so I couldn't make heads or tails out of what was what. So I figured I'd just shut everything down, and once the invite was there, boom, just jump back on. Right. Yeah, here I am in the non-flesh. What's up? How's the show going from uh, how, you know before uh, you jumped on? Right? Uh, about, uh, I mean, I was trying to get on for about 10, maybe 15 minutes. What I heard was fine. Oh, great, great. Sounds good to me, yeah. Yep. Sounds like uh, you guys got, or uh, John, John's got uh, some interesting Hollywood stories there or movie-making type stories, and I, I heard you guys get in some comic book banter or comic book movie stuff. Yeah, I mean, so... Uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys are excited about what's going on this year, but this is going to be one of the biggest ones of several big ones in the last few of comic book movies. You got Captain America coming out uh, this month. You got uh, Doctor Strange, the other Marvel one in the fall. You got the two DC ones. You got uh, Batman vs Superman, Suicide Squad. You got all kinds of crazy. Uh, you got Deadpool already happened, and that was awesome. Oh, it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've heard good things about. It. Out of all the, I, I'm not a, a comic book enthusiast, and I'm less of a movie enthusiast. It's just not what I do, so this is probably not the best platform for me. But <laughs> out of all those movies that you just mentioned, um, the the Deadpool one is the one that I actually would, you know, go out of my way to to see um, at the theater as opposed to just waiting for it on Netflix or something. It it just it seems like like oddly hysterical, and that's kind of like right up my alley, like that kind of yeah. dark humor. So, uh, I, I don't know. I, I've heard some good things about it. Has anybody seen it? Or? I've seen I it have. It's, yeah. uh, it's a pretty awesome adult movie. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. Like you said, I'm not a, uh, I mean, I wasn't a huge comic book enthusiast either. Um, but uh, I still go see all these movies, and uh, that was that was pretty uh, fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it it seems it seems like it's really really funny. I definitely want to check it out. The the other one that uh, that stands out, and this is you know probably cliche on my part, not being a movie buff, is the uh, the Batman and Superman one with uh, with Affleck and you know those guys. I that 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 looks like it's gonna be pretty fucking cool just from a, from a visual standpoint. Like no, yeah, I don't know if it's gonna be any better than all the other ones visually, but you know if if you're if you're a light comic book person like I am, um, you know Batman and Superman are kind of like the ones. So yep, yeah man. I don't know what to feel about that movie yet. We're gonna have to see. Wonder Woman's in it as well. No. Uh, but I have no idea. I mean, it actually looks like Ben might be a good uh, might be a good Batman, but I don't know. Why are people mad at Ben? What, what did Ben do? I, 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 I don't know. Who knows? Okay. A lot of people are mad at Ben. They're just always mad at Ben. He's ben just the cheesy white guy, man. He's just he's he's yeah. the cheesy white guy. <laughs> I feel like a cheesy white guy is supposed to play Batman. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if they, I guess it works. Maybe they're holding on to hate from him from Mallrats and uh, and uh, Bills and Confused, and they just won't let it go. You know. He was kind of a dick in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if people hate him because he was was Banyan or what, what's his name? Ban something? Oh, uh, uh yeah, Banyan, right? Yeah, I don't know. That's why people hate him. Banyan. <laughs> I think it's all because of J Lo. It's all J. I blame J Lo yeah. for everything. I I do too. I'm with you there. She <laughs> <laughs> well, just ruined him. They 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 sank each other's careers. He's not doing anything these days, neither is she. He resurrected hers. That's not true. I was going to say, that's not true at all. They're both all over. Yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. But I think that one of the. I think J Lo was fine before and after Affleck and during. Yeah, she's the finest, really. I'm down to it. Anyway. One of the uh, coolest things about Batman vs Superman is that it's going to kick off the same way that all the Marvel movies are linked with uh, Avengers. Uh, Batman vs Superman is going to kick off the Justice League, so they're all going to be linked. So Wonder Woman's going to get her own movie, and then they're going to make more Superman movies. They're all going to be linked, and Green Lantern is going to come in at some point. And... Let me ask you this: since you're the you're the 
Sounds you know, right. the big nerd about this. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Is Spider-Man in this movie? He's in, he's in Civil War. It's awesome. He is he in, he's in Civil right. War. All right. Yes. All right. He's I was like new, confused. He's in Captain America. He, uh, because, so, um, there we go. in the comic books, the Avengers <laughs> are long-standing teams. So they take in, you know, uh, they have different groups and different like teams, and over time, different different books, you know, read about the Avengers. So, at some point, Spider-Man does come become an Avenger in the books, and in the what what they're basing Civil War on, the Mutant Registration Act, the whole story, he uh, takes off his mask. Spider-Man does, and it's this big moment in the comic books. They're not going to do that, but him being in the comic books is a big thing because he was the Spider-Man. Spider-Man was. Uh, Sony pictures for a long time, and that's why all the Spider-Man ones sucked. Uh, and so now they're hoping to bring him back and start making better Spider-Man movies as well. Now that they've, you know, gotten the rights to him, so it was a big deal for Spider-Man to be in this because now they have the rights back to him and they can incorporate him into this awesome universe that they couldn't do before. Wait, question. question uh, does that mean that the last two Spider-Man were on Sony, and there's gonna be a new Spider-Man, or or what? Yeah, yeah, all of those were all Sony. Now there's a whole brand new actor. I forget what his name is. He's gonna like a, a younger kid. He's younger than Andrew Garfield. I thought uh, the last two Spider-Man were good. I thought they. I thought he was an as an actor was good. I hated Tobey Maguire. I thought the last couple movies though they just they end up hokey. They, there's no like uh, a Fox character or no whatever. Heart tool in the way the other um, electric guy. I What'd you say? Yeah, the, Jamie Fox, uh, yeah. electric guy. Uh, yeah, something. Not so much. But. So they so they got the rights back to Spider-Man now. So yeah, that was the big thing. The last uh, Captain America trailer is that at the very end, Spider-Man drops down. And he steals Captain America's shield, and all of us nerds went, oh, "Holy shit!" See, I haven't seen that yet, and somebody was trying to Why tell me he was in it, and I was confused. It for you. <laughs> I thought you asked that because you saw it. <laughs> no, I, I asked. I asked because someone was telling me about it, and I I was confused. I'm like, I'm like. Does that make sense? I have no idea because, like, like I said, I don't have a deep history in reading, you know, all the comics or anything like that. So, yeah, how well, is Spider-Man connected with X-Men? Tell me that. Well, they're not very connected, except that both Spider-Man and Wolverine were both Avengers at some point, so they could use that that way. But Spider-Man and the X-Men aren't very connected, other than both being Marvel. You know, they do all kinds of weird team-ups in different kinds of books, but for the most part, X-Men and Spider-Man are not connected. In this one, and the people from Kick-Ass, I think they're Marvel too, right? Yeah, I don't think they're going to link up Kick-Ass necessarily, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> they're Marvel though, aren't they? Why are you I, a Marvel person? It is a Marvel book, that's true. Jeez, Marvel, get it together. Put them all together. Let's just have a freaking huge Marvel movie of every single Marvel character that's ever been any Marvel anything. Well, you're, you joke, but after Captain America Civil War becomes what's called Infinity War, which is a two-part movie, which is like Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy and all these other ones all mashed together. Is that together. Man, is that man in it? Oh, yeah. He's in, he's in this Captain America. All right. Well, you got my vote. So, boys, <laughs> there's, your, there's your nerd uh, list for the day. It's going to be an awesome year in, co in comic book movies. Oh, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Yeah. I, do you want Daredevil? Was that? Uh, yes, I'm, I can't wait for. Are uh, you excited about the Punisher? Yes, I'm a little worried about what's his name as the actor, but I'm super excited that you are doing the Punisher, and I hope he does it well. Because did you are you a Walking Dead fan? I I am. I remember him from yeah, from so Walking I, Dead, and I think I honestly I think he'll be pretty good. I yeah, uh, I think he can be good. It just he can't be the same dude. You know, he's. Gonna, I hope he's not the same dude, but I, it doesn't look like it. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, but I'm excited for it. I think they did a really good job with that series. That's the other thing that Marvel's doing really well is all these TV series. Like, I watch Agents of the Shield, which is on in 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> and I watch uh, Jessica Jones, which is on Netflix, which is also linked to Daredevil. And they're going to be doing Luke Cage and a whole thing called The Defenders. So all those shows now, after they had success with the movies, they were like, all right, let's branch out. And it is a smart thing. And they started all these series on Netflix. So now they have two so far that are linked. There's two more coming soon, and then who knows where they keep going with that. Hey, when you said Justice League, now you're talking DC. So is yeah, that... Justice League, so they're following the same thing as Marvel. You know, uh, is is hoping to replicate yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it'd be cool if Justice League did the uh, did the soundtrack. You know, a little shout out to Ninth Wonder and all those guys. That would <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> Ninth Wonder and uh, them did the soundtrack for uh, 
for the Justice League. Uh, that, they probably should. Pitch they it. Should. That'd be sick. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a lot coming. And then, uh, oh man, it's just it, and they keep going. And then they keep finding ways. You know, they got Black Panther in this, so he's gonna his own movie. They keep finding ways to branch out beyond these, like the core characters. They're gonna move beyond Iron Man and Captain America and you know the Hulk. They'll make some more movies about them, but they're gonna find ways to invent. You know, they're gonna make Ant Man movies. Doctor Strange and the Inhumans, all kinds of other shit. That's it's. They're doing a good thing. They're they're really and they're staying. They're keeping the nerd fans happy, which means that you're. It's like, uh, it's like appealing to your base. You know, if 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 you're if you're treating their characters right, then you know you're doing something right. Because otherwise, they will flip out on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm speaking of internet and speaking of. Uh, oh. As you just say that, I'm scrolling on my on my. On my computer here, and boom! Indiana Jones Five officially announced with Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg returning. Yes, indeed. Punji was cutting in and out a little bit there. We were having a little trouble with your sound, but yes, oh. uh, Indiana Jones Five uh, announced today with uh, with Harrison Ford says so he's going to come back. I, that's crazy. Oh, last movie sucked so bad. Twenty nineteen, it's coming out. Yeah, but the thing about like it is, the thing about it is. Uh, um, is Steven Spielberg is going to be back, so that's going to be, uh, I don't know, that that gives me a whole lot of hope, you know. Yeah, but, Spielberg wasn't involved with the first, with the Crystal, Crystal Skull. Skull. No, I don't think so. Yeah, he was. There was, was a he? whole South Park about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, definitely a South Park about it. All, right, well, all I know is I know I don't I don't know what to think. I, I don't know how I feel. Well, Pungy, it sounds like you're coming through on a CB. Breaker Breaker. Breaker Breaker 1. Oh, wait. Hey, Pungy, um, I, I know we were talking oh, about how's that Celtics game going. Are we winning? Uh, hold on one second. I'm going to do something here. One All second. Right. All right. All right. Well, let's do a little quick thing here. Let's um, let's not do it as long as we normally do, but let's do a, what's going on with Oddball and J.P. Lime real quick um, before we we're coming down to the end. Sounds good. Why don't you start, uh, Prof? What's going on with J.P. Lime? Well, uh, we are officially in the week of the Rap Flashback, finally. Um, it took me a little while to get it edited. I was hoping for it to be up last week. But it's the March Rap Flashback, um, complete with a segment on Women's History Month. Uh, Scully, you want to talk about that at all? Yeah, sure. Uh, March Rap Flashback. Uh, we, we debuted, quote-unquote, um, our singles releases section this month. Um, typically, we do album releases from you know a given month in a given month in hip hop's history. This week, we did single releases, and uh, I, I say debut in quotations because we've touched on singles before, but we've never made it uh, you know an actual segmented unto itself. So we talked about uh, we talked about it's like that Run DMC's you know first crossover single. Um, crossover in quotations. We talked about It's Like That. We talked about uh, The Bridge Is Over, uh, the infamous diss track to MC Shan by Boogie Down Productions, KRS-One, um, and, you know, the significance of that. And uh, we also talked about Dead Prez's hip-hop. Um, you know, it's bigger than hip-hop, hip-hop. Yeah. The old, the old uh, Dave Chappelle uh, yeah. intro song there. So those, those three were our features for our singles release sections. Three good ones, I thought, all released in March in their respective years. I want to say 83, 80. Six maybe eighty seven and two thousand, I could be off on that, and uh, and on top of uh yeah on top of birthdays uh which we always do every month uh, the March babies March hip hop babies uh among them Queen Latifah and uh, da 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 a couple of others Rick uh, Rubin Timbaland yeah, Rick Rubin there we go MC Hammer. MC Hammer yep yep there are a good, few few good ones and you know. Method Man, M E T H O D, amongst others. H O D Man, Man, Beanie Siegel. We 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 also uh, we also did a Women's History Month bit, um, where we featured uh, three album releases. So we kind of snuck the albums in this way, um, that were uh, for, uh, released in March from prominent women, um, namely Black Magic's uh, by Salt and Pepper. That was the album with Let's Talk About Sex. Um, you know, the if if not their biggest hit, certainly amongst their biggest hits. Um, very groundbreaking for its time. Mild. By today's standards, with uh, you know the the little Kim Foxy Brown era kind of ushering in Nicki Minaj and everything else, you know that came after that. As far as women, women hip hop, you know, women uh, female MCs go, but uh, for its time, it was you know it was pushing the envelope, albeit in a safe way, which is uh, why I like the track so much. Um, what else did we talk about? We talked about uh, uh, Sister Soja, who released her album, uh, her only album back in March. She's now. 
Yeah, yeah, we are at war. She's now a prominent author and activist, and, and always has been an activist, uh, but that was her one musical project, and it wasn't received too well by the masses because she pretty much said, fuck the system and everybody that runs it, um, and she wasn't shy about it at all. She was not being uh, ambiguous or or uh, toning it down at all, so she, she said what she needed to say. We talked about that album a little bit, and uh, the other one we talked about was, uh, huh, what, what's our third Female release, Prof. Uh, uh, I can... Oh, Sister Soldier was the last one. What was the middle one? It was, it was somebody really good, too. I keep thinking it was Clean Latifah, but it wasn't. Uh, it was like that era. It was Yo-Yo. Yo-Yo, that's right. It was Yo-Yo, Ice Cube's uh, protege from back in the early 90s. Uh, the IBWC, uh, Intelligent Black Women's Coalition. So we talked about Yo-Yo and her big hit, You Can't Play With My Yo-Yo, and her significance as uh, really is one of the first female MCs out of the West Coast um, to really, you know, to really hit hard. And, uh, you know, she uh, she brought a little bit of that of that West Coast, uh, you know, pseudo-gangster feel, um, but she did it in a way that was very empowering. And her message was pretty much, hey, all you, all you dudes are running this industry. We want a piece, too. We're taking our piece. So she took it. Um, so, yeah, that's the rap flashback in a nutshell. And uh, we also did a, a written rap flashback this week um, for Nate Dogg, who died today, actually, uh, in 2011, I want to say. Uh, it's been five years. And, uh, well, every, everybody loves Nate Dogg. I always say about Nate Dogg, he's like cheese. He makes everything better. Put cheese on broccoli, it's better. You put cheese on bread, it's better. You put Nate Dogg on a track, it's better. It's significantly better. So, big Nate Dogg fan. Uh, rest in peace, Nate Dogg. That's the rap flashback in a nutshell. Nice. I really thought you were going to close it out with, if you put Nate Dogg on a cheeseburger, you make that cheeseburger better. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> the man's dead. <laughs> Maybe if he were still alive. <laughs> um, all right, so we got the rap flashback going on. That's uh, available for you at creepin9productions.com. You can find it on our YouTube channel where this is also this podcast is playing live right now. I'm also getting a piece up tomorrow about Super Tuesday 3, which is going on right now, which um, I don't have the results in front of me, but it's a big day for the presidential primary race. Get Ohio and Illinois and Florida and North Carolina and Missouri all voting. And Jeff's not winning. <laughs> Jeff is much. long gone, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. It was the greatest slogan, man. Yeah. It, really, it really fit him pretty well. Jeff. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a big night. So, uh, and, and it's a big night for Bernie too, because with his win in Michigan, all the other, you know, all those industrial Midwest states around it are gonna be somewhat impacted. So. Um, I can't seem to get my brain off politics, so while I'd like to be writing about hip-hop, I keep trying every week to write about music or something else. I just I keep writing about him. And I keep writing about Trump, man. I can't get my brain off him and what it, how horribly fascinating it is to me that somehow this says something to me about the American public, that this is really a reflection of us in some kind of way since 40% of Republican voters are voting for him. That's a large chunk. So I'm writing about that, and that's going up tomorrow. So we got a lot going on at jpnproductions.com this week. Um, what about Audible? Uh, well, uh, got, well, first of all, Lime, you guys have some great content. Uh, Prof, should I, should I end the show with my Jagged Thought, or, or are we going to go out, we're going to exit with the Oddball and then the Jagged Thought, or how do you want to, how do you want to run this? Well, I, I would like to have one more word from Mr. Pungy, and, but I would not be afraid of, of hearing, uh, Jagged Thought. That'd be a good way to, to close it out. So let's, um, why don't you tell us what's going on at Oddball? Let's, uh, let's oh. have... Uh, Punji, do a little shout out about uh, you know Wicked Awesome Traveler and whatever else he might want to say to our loyal viewers, and then close the show with Jagged Thought. How's that? Real quick, I, I love how Jason's segue for Jagged Thoughts was how JP Lime's content is so great. <laughs> <laughs> it's Somehow disarming. that's not it's a non sequitur, but yeah, right yeah it makes right perfect sense. Hey, I like <laughs> it. You guys are awesome. Should I read my Jagged Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, seriously, your, your, your content is fantastic. You have way more content than we've been this week, so I have not. I mean, so I guess I'll just talk a little bit about what we have going on uh, at Oddball Magazine. Um, so Monday, as you know, we well actually Friday we had Twist of Lime, and it was with Spaceman, and uh, you know, Spaceman from JP Lime, you know, our brothers with this Oddball show. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> yep. And then uh, we. Uh, we didn't have uh, well. We had a, a nice uh, a parade of uh, you know. You had uh, uh, seven times with Andrew Bourne, and you had uh, it's all one thing with James Van Loy and Janet Cormier with Bamboozled No More. Those are our staple uh, um, 
columnists. Of course, there's Liza Zayas with the Underground Garden. Liza! Ah, uh, Liza! I wanted to actually give a shout-out to Elizabeth Zinn. Um, she uh, wrote this uh, nice poem, great poem today, with a... With a I think it was a photo that's superimposed by uh, T.J. Edson. It looks pretty sweet. I think it was at Johnny D's because Johnny D's is closing down in Somerville. You know, that place was, uh, you know, I worked there at one point. I was the door at one point, and it was a great place. And anyway, so I want to give a shout-out to uh, Elizabeth Zinn. Uh, she goes by uh, uh, Liz, and she has a great website. Check it out, wordsofwisdom.com and predictivetextpoetry.net. Um, and also you can find TJ's work at Out of the Blue Art Gallery. Um, also another shout-out to, uh, to our Monday contributors, who we had, we had uh, um, Bill from uh, The Odds uh, with a pretty funny uh, one-liner from uh, his comic strip, which was pretty great. Uh, so come back to, uh, and then uh, you know, I'll read you my Jagged Thought, which was kind of sentimental to me today. Cool. I was thinking about a friend who known in the Boston community who passed away. and uh, Anyway, uh, so, right, uh, so that is what's going on at Oddball Magazine. All right, so this is a podcasting collaboration brought to you by Oddball Magazine and jp9productions.com. You can find us at jp9productions.com and oddballmagazine.com, your one-stop shop for both the best poetry magazine in Boston and the Rolling Stone of Hip Hop. That's how I want to start saying it now. Rolling Stone of Hip Hop. We are a hip hop. We are a hip hop magazine, um, but we like to talk about politics and sports and and music and movies and all kinds of stuff up on JP Line because I know that's important to us and it's important to the same people who are listening to our music and coming to find you know the stuff on the site. So that's that's where we're at. So come find all that information. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Facebook, Instagram, all JP Lime. Um, you can find me at Twitter on Twitter at Dr. Prof. Esquire. You can find uh, Mr. Jason at Man the Storm. Uh, scholar, you are Scholar underscore JPL, correct? Scholar underscore JPL on Twitter and Instagram. Also, hey. you can find us on the Oddball Show on SoundCloud now, too. You check us out there. Uh, we're going to be linking up to some podcast uh, networks, so we'll see you pretty soon on the interwebs as well. And our special guest tonight, we've been so uh, lucky to have him, and, and uh, he's, he's lent so much to our cast the last two weeks. Uh, Punji, thank you very much for being here. Where can the people find you, and why don't you tell them a little bit more about whatever you'd like to tell them? Oh, well, thanks for having me. <laughs> hey, can you hear me all right now? Oh, you're crackling up like like you're stepping on your microphone. That's so weird. I don't know what's going on. but uh, That's okay. It'd be cool if you could follow me on Instagram at Wicked Awesome Traveler, and uh, on Twitter at Wicked underscore Traveler. Um, you can find me on Tumblr as well, and that's about it, really. He's a world traveler. He's got. He's been on uh, some of the uh, most awesome movies to come through Boston the last few years. So, uh, I mean, he's got a lot of experience, a lot of stories. We really uh, appreciate him being here uh, on the Oddball Show. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. Being on, we really appreciate you. Uh, definitely uh, your travels, all the stuff you've been doing, and uh, thanks for being on. Thanks for being on twice. It's been an awesome, awesome two weeks, and uh, we'll definitely have you on again. Yes, this will not be the last times. Well, thanks for having me. Hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully I will be on again, and I had a blast. So right. to close us out tonight, uh, Mr. Jason Wright uh, every week writes a thought, writes a column called Jagged Thoughts. Um, to close us out tonight, why don't you uh, I'll share your jagged thought for the week, my friend? Well, thank you, Prof. All right, uh, this poem is dedicated to my to a bunch of friends that I know. This one is uh, for Brendan Trider. He was known as Blue Collar, uh, and it's called I Do This for Brendan. I do this for Brendan. I've written poems for 16 years. I started in high school. I started when I met Randy. I continued writing with Nick V. I met Amanda. She humbled me. I five for charity. I graduated, grew up, got sick. I wrote poems in hospitals. I wrote books in hospitals. I wrote through love, through tragedy, through triumph. I lost Amanda. I dedicated my first book to her. I lost Nick. I wrote a poem for him. I met Andrew. He showed me truth as a rolling stone. I met Rob. He showed me Mers. Mers taught me to tell my story. Rob taught me what happens when you push someone too far. I met Rena. I promised her too many things. I met Lisa. She made my house a home. I met TJ. He reminded me I was not alone. I met Tony. She showed me how to be cool to mash and mix. I met Chad. He showed me how to rock a mic, how to keep it hot. 
I met Joe. Cancer took Joe. I miss Joe. I lost Effie. The world lost Effie. Still not sure why we lost Effie. I met Brendan. I related to Brendan. He was a star. A misunderstood constellation. I do this for Brendan. Today on the way to school, my nephew asked me what heroic meant while playing his dinosaur game. I thought about it and said, it's when you try and fail and try again. It's when you save someone. It's when you try and save someone. He went back to his dinosaur game. It made me think heroism is when you realize loss and love shape you and you let it shape you. It's about cherishing what you have while it's here. That's why I do this, because life is transient. I do this for Brendan, for Amanda, to keep their candles flickering, to save someone, to see God.